Hey, welcome to Christina Talks. It's another one of those episodes where it's just me talking about something that's coming to my head or something that I'm being asked a lot about marketing wise. So this particular episode is marketing related. I want to have a little chat with you about Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is a new social media platform. It's a new social media app. And it's created a lot of interest because there's been a whole load of FOMO around it. It's only released on iOS. When it was first released, it was invitation only. A lot of you listening to this will already know what I'm talking about. Um, But for those who don't, imagine you have the ability to join a conference call. You walk into the room, conference calls going on. You can hear these voices, listen to the conversation and essentially join in the conversation. It's that kind of thing. It's a real-time audio-only experience that you can dive into, dive out of as you see fit. Um, Another way of explaining it would be, and actually this is maybe a slightly better analogy, is imagine you're at at an event, a sort of expo if you like, and you're in a hallway and off of this hallway there are all these different rooms happening, seminar rooms, you would creep into the back of one of those seminar rooms. Maybe the title of that seminar has taken your fancy. You're in the back of the room. You're listening to the conversation. If it's really boring, you're going to quietly sneak out of that room and go and investigate a new room. Well, the app allows you to do that. Okay, you'll you'll dive into a room, listen to a conversation. If it's not your thing, you literally hit a button that says leave quietly. Now, if you are in that room and you're you know, actually you like the conversation, you're finding it engaging or, you know, actually, you know, what happens at these things is someone says something and you've got a response. Either you've got a question or there's a way you can add value to that conversation and you raise your hand and someone would run up to you with a microphone and you can add your two penneth. Well, actually, again, that's what the experience is. You You hit a button, you raise your hand, whoever's moderating the room, rather than run over with a mic, they click a button and you're now on stage and able to give your two penneth as well. So it's a fantastic way of having a voice. Without all the complexities that other social media platforms bring in terms of video, for example. So you can literally be sat there unwashed in your pyjamas and join a conversation with the influencers that exist within your world. It's so, so accessible. There's, we don't need to think so much about, you know, subtitles on a video or, you know, we don't need to think about have we alt text, the, the image that we've put on. We haven't got to think about, oh, crap, what if I say the wrong thing in this live stream? It's going to be there forever. Everything that happens in this app is in the moment. It's real time. I'm recording this for you now and there will be millions of conversations happening in Clubhouse right now and I will never know what they said. Now there are some rooms that are being recorded and what happens is if you want to record that conversation you need to have said up front that that's what you're doing, there's a specific way of doing that. Otherwise the app flashes up and says like no, 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 think you're being naughty now, we can tell you're recording. So actually, I'm missing a whole load of stuff that's going on in that app right now. So for that reason, it just makes it really easy for people to join a conversation. It feels so much more 
authentic, it feels it's unrehearsed. If people bugger up what they want to say, they just correct it and carry on the same way you would do if you were just having a normal conversation. And that's part of the beauty of the app. That's part of the reason why people are really being magnetized towards it right now, because the conversations really are. They're the true meaning of authentic. But the problem is there are a lot of people that have quite a negative attitude about the app for various reasons, and some are right and some are wrong. So an example of one of the the reasons that I think are quite correct is that there's a bit of a, um, a GDPR issue in that you have to invite, you have to be invited into the app. So if you wanted me to invite you onto Clubhouse, and I've, you know, I've, I've got invites, I can do that if you'd like me to, but you'd have to give me your mobile number. I need to put that into my phone as a contact and send you an invitation. Or, you know, even if I don't save your number as a contact, I'm still putting your mobile number into my phone and sending that out. Now, that's not going into my CRM. It's not going into you know one of my systems that are covered within my privacy statement. It's going into my personal mobile device. And that's one of the, I mean, there's a few different issues there, but that's one of the issues that are being picked up. Um, you know, oh, my friend wants an invite to Clubhouse. And all of a sudden, that individual is sending me their friend's mobile number. I've got that personal information. How am I recording it? I think you can kind of see where the issue is there. Also, it's an app that is, you know, literally it's just coming up to its first birthday. It's a really, really new thing. And so in terms of the infrastructure of the app, the security of the app, there has been some coverage about how that needs to be strengthened as well. So there's a whole other argument there. And like I said, you know, those things I I completely get. And I think there are some issues that need to be considered in terms of how people join the app and how that information is shared in terms of getting invitations and that kind of thing. And I'm sure that will all get resolved in time. But one of my frustrations with people complaining about it, this is something that launched in beta. Okay, so it was essentially tested and then they widened the test. And as part of that test, it was only released on Apple. Now, a lot of these apps, you know, that's how it happens. If you can make it work on Apple, it's going to work on all the other platforms. It's a bit like when we think about building a website, we want to make sure it's it's set up and it, it you know, it, it's functioning from a Google perspective, because actually, if Google, could, if, if Google knows that our website exists, then it's going to be appearing on Bing and Yahoo and all the other stuff anyway. So you always have that starting point. If you were doing something brand new in your business, you'd probably test it with a core number of your clients right now or or a core market. And then if it works in that market, maybe you'll open it up to other markets. So that's all that Clubhouse has done. They've just tested it on iOS. And yes, okay, that's added to the whole FOMO thing with the, you know, it's invite only and you can only use it if it's on iOS. And and I, I get that. But then the people that are on Android are feeling hard done by because they're not able to get onto the app and they feel like they're feel like they're being left out. They feel like it's almost like a personal thing and you know we're not being inclusive because the app is only for people on iOS and 
honestly, I just think that that's a load of crap. I think people need to wake up a little bit on that side of things if that's their complaint. But there you go. That's a bit of a personal opinion there. But the reality is with Clubhouse is that with all the attention it's getting, I think it's got a good chance of sticking. I think it's got a really, really good chance of staying. So many social media platforms have come and gone over the years. And, you know, right now there's even there's even social media apps that have come, gone and are trying to make a comeback off the back of Clubhouse's success. Um, if you're into the social media world, I'm talking about Bebo. But the reality is that right now, because people are so immersed in Clubhouse, because it's been the topic of so many conversations, there's so much interest there. It is early days and we need to think back to when the likes of Facebook started, when the likes of Instagram began, Snapchat, uh, more recently TikTok. These are all apps that when they began, there was negative feeling around them. There was news coverage around them. There was this whole attitude of, oh, but that's for kids. And with all of these apps, you've got this early adopter, this early adopter advantage. If you can leverage these apps in the early days, start to build your audience when they come to market as they're as they're building. So, yes, Things like Instagram, things like TikTok, things like Snapchat. Oh, the kids are on it, the kids are on it, the kids are on it. But actually, you fast forward three years, five years, and the people that are seeing the most success on those platforms are the people that adopted it early, got in there, used the platform to build their brand, grew a following, monetized that following by getting the data from those individuals into their CRM systems. So, you know, you got those email addresses into MailChimp, for example, so they could market to them and sell to them directly, run ads directly to those people. This is the way the social media world works. It's always the same. The difference is with Clubhouse is we're kind of skipping that step where the kids are getting immersed in it. And actually, it's gone straight to the adult community being immersed in the app. It's gone straight to the the influencers, the entrepreneurs being immersed in the app because we can have adult conversations and it's hit the market at a time where everyone feels so disconnected. Everyone around the world we are, you know, a lot of people are still living with, you know, the effects of the pandemic. They're still feeling cut off and disconnected. All their communications are over Zoom and, and all of that kind of stuff. And this app has just hit at a time where we're all so desperate for just a normal human adult to adult conversation. It's all, it's all perfectly timed. But the thing with this immersion is that, and again, with all this is not just about Clubhouse now, but all social media platforms, that immersion can end up creating a lot of wasted time. It can create a lot of time spent that isn't the best use of our time. And I'm saying this, I was talking to, the reason I want to talk about Clubhouse now is there's two conversations that have come up recently. One of those conversations was with someone who has embraced Clubhouse. They've been spending a lot of time on the platform, hours and hours and hours. 
okay, every day, hours and hours and hours. And I guess I'm being a bit judgy saying that, but every time I open up the app, they are there. Um, And just from what they're saying, they've been in and out of a lot of rooms and having a lot of conversations and a lot of chits and a lot of chats and that kind of thing. And I just think, how much of that time has actually been valuable? How much of that time has actually been purposeful? And I think it's really, really key when you approach social media, when you approach Clubhouse, every minute you spend on there has to have a purpose. Now, I've really restricted my time in terms of the the working time I spend on the app. I only go into rooms where I know my target market are going to be or because I'm looking to see if people I want to build relationships with are they talking in Clubhouse at the minute? And if they are, I'm going into those rooms to listen to what they're saying and following up from there, joining the conversation or not. I'm paying close attention to, I'm being very, very targeted. But the other person I spoke to, they haven't engaged in the app at all yet. And their question to me as someone that they think knows their stuff in the social media world, and I like to think that I know my stuff too, um, But they were basically, okay, Christina, there's this clubhouse thing. What do I need to do? Should I be on it? Tell, you know, if you tell me to invest the time, I'll invest the time, blah, blah, blah. And we had a conversation and I gave her some advice and some guidance. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to share that with you guys on the podcast as well. So if you're listening to this and I haven't put you off already, because maybe I've not been as positive about it as I I should be or would actually want to be because I'm bloody loving it. These are, you know, if you're just getting started with it, this is what my approach should be. If you're sat there listening to this and wait, you know, you can't wait for it to be released on Android. When you when you get the app, when you create your profile, this is what I honestly believe you should be doing for the first two to four weeks. Okay, so first of all, make sure that you lurk on that platform. You know, the first few days I was on I was on there, I didn't even really fill out my profile. I kept it really, really basic. I didn't want people to know who I was or anything like that. I just went and lurked in rooms. I I went and clicked into conversations and just listened and started to understand, okay, what are the well, yeah, what what's the what's the polite way of of using this app? You know, what's the etiquette here? And it's silly things like just understanding, you know, when someone goes up on stage, making you know, making sure you're muted when you're going up on stage so that you don't bring a load of background noise with you. You're listening in and you're starting to understand, okay, you can hear when it's someone who's tuned into the app because they're out on a walk or a run or whatever, and they're diving into a conversation when they're half out of breath. You know, you become very aware of background noise and sound quality and things like that. You come very aware of, do you know what? When you're in a conversation and someone asks you a question, you don't know the answer and you don't say, I don't know, you try and answer it anyway and you get really, really waffly and the rest of it. And, you know, on Clubhouse, it really stands out when someone is trying to talk just so they can be heard and they haven't actually got the answer to the question or they're just making noise. They haven't actually got value to give. So in lurking, you can start to understand and you start to hear all of this stuff and 
you can really shape how you want to present yourself on Clubhouse when it is time for you to have a voice. So doing that lurking, doing that listening is really, really important. Obviously, as you find people that you think are interesting, that you think can bring value to you, definitely give them a follow. And if you've been really smart about this, you've probably come up with a list of like 10 to 20 people that you are targeting anyway from a marketing perspective or from a sales perspective. You're looking to see, are these people on the app? And if they are, definitely make sure you follow them. Um, When you follow them, there's a little bell there on their profile and you can basically get notified every time they're on Clubhouse and every time they're in a room so you don't miss them. There is a problem with Clubhouse and notifications, by the way. The notifications are crazy. I've never known a social media app with so many notifications. So either turn it off or you can set it so that you you get the the minimum number of notifications. But, you know, be warned, those notifications. I thought WhatsApp was bad clubhouse takes it to a whole new level um but yeah like i said identify those people you really want to target follow them follow the people that you've listened to that add value because actually those people that add value or those people you find you feel like you have an affinity with or you think god i'd love to get in a conversation with them and i'd you know i'd love to hang out with them those are the people that need to be within your network And then when you know they're talking, rock up, listen, be ready to get involved in the conversation. But if they're talking and they say something and let's say someone asks a question and you've got the answer, but you're not on stage yet, follow up with those people. Now, on Clubhouse, you have a a bio in the same way you have a a social media bio on on Instagram, let's say. It's a bit of a, um, a text description. You can use emojis and things like that. And then you have, you don't have a live link in your profile, but you can have a link through to your Instagram account and a link through to your Twitter account. So click through. If someone says something and you're like, wow, I just like that blew me away. Click through, leave them a direct message on Twitter, on Instagram and saying, wow. If it's, if you're in a B2B business, if you're spending time on the app, have LinkedIn open as well. Okay. And if, you know, if Christina Robinson is talking and she says something that you think is interesting, go and find Christina Robinson on LinkedIn, send them a connection request and personalize that request and say, I'm just listening to you on Clubhouse. You've just talked about this. This is why I thought it was interesting. And so I want to connect with you. It's a really, really good way of getting people's attention and a really, really good way of starting conversation. There are so many people I've been able to talk to recently that I've got lined up for interviews for this podcast just because I've done that. And people that people that have just blown me away, to be honest, because of their either it's their story or their attitudes or just like the the, the level of knowledge they've got on a particular subject. But there's also been been things where people have asked a marketing related conversation. Someone's given them an answer and I've kind of gone, oh, that's, you know, I don't agree with the answer. Or I think, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to say my my ego's that big that I think I got a better answer. Um, and I followed up and I, I've had phone calls and conversations. And right now I've got one of the biggest deals I've ever, ever worked on that Um, is in progress and that's come off of the back of that conversation in Clubhouse. So 
it's got the opportunity to give us massive reward if we use it in the right way. But it is about, like I said, those early stages. I don't want, I, I don't think just diving in and getting on stage and, and spurting whatever it is you, you, you've got to say is necessarily the right thing. I do think this is one of those platforms we do need to do a little bit of lurking, a little bit of listening and learning. Then we need to perfect some follow up. Okay. And then we need to use our voice. Okay, at that point, we need to take the plunge. And this is where you've, you know, there are a lot of rooms that are running regularly, whether it be daily or or weekly. The rooms that are more niche tend to run more so on a weekly basis rather than a daily basis. It's interesting. There's a lot of entrepreneurial rooms that seem to work, seem to run every single day. And they're very general business. And, and I think they're great. I think that, that's fantastic from a networking perspective. But personally, I, you know, it's like anything in marketing. The more segmented you can be, the better results you tend to get. So in, in following the steps I've kind of laid out already, you should be able to identify, maybe it's just two or three rooms that you can dive into each week that you know, my target market always going to be in there. Or my my introducers are always going to be in there. The people that could be my referral partners are going to be in those rooms. And maybe there's only ever going to be 10, 20, 30 people in that conversation. But the, this is highly targeted in terms of the people that are there. And then you listen to the conversation, you reach out to the moderators, you offer some value. And when conversation's going on, when the time is right, you hit that raise hand button. The moderators will be aware of you. They'll You're already on their radar. So you're a familiar face, a familiar name. They're happy to have you on stage with them. They're happy to welcome you on, on there as well. And you use your voice and you contribute and you don't sell and you don't do the big pitch and maybe yes in some of your answers you're going to seed a little bit of seed a bit of your sale in there perhaps just a tiny bit you know and what do i mean by that you know maybe maybe i'm just using my language there how can i give you an example let's say there was a room and they were talking about how to get the most out of linkedin Instead of me just saying, okay, well, you know, using LinkedIn, you have to have a good content strategy, engaging content once a day. You need to make sure that you are engaging with the content of your peers as well. Before I talk about strategies on how to use sales navigator in the best possible way, I'd probably give some context. So, and that context would be, you know, when I'm doing my coaching, when I'm doing my social media coaching sessions with Um, independent recruiters, this is the type of advice I normally give. Okay, now people know I work with independent recruiters and yet I haven't done that kind of sales pitch through the content. So like I said, you know, offer that advice, offer that value, offer that guidance, ask the questions, ask intelligent questions. Don't ask questions that you're just asking so you can be heard. Ask intelligent questions that allow people to dig deeper with their own stories and their own answers but use that voice. And the more that you do that, the more that you engage in that way and, and you know, to get results out of Clubhouse, you have to give. It's give, 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 give. 
And then actually, you never have to ask for anything because the results will just come your way. And I think that's the key thing. You know, we've spent the first couple of weeks on the platform doing that lurk and listen, started to, you know, from that listing, started to do some follow up. We're kind of into week three, week four, and we're starting to have more of a voice. We, we're confident, we're taking the plunge. And maybe we, we've gotten to the point where we've, we're doing this consistently. We've kept the repetition up. And actually, maybe we're, a, a, you know, a couple of months in now. We know that we've committed to this. Then review the results. Actually, if you've identified three rooms on Clubhouse and each of those rooms are an hour long and you know for the last eight weeks you've spent three hours of focused time per week on that app, you know, at that point, stop. Look at your inbox on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Twitter, um, you know, however you handle your leads in your business. Actually, you know, what's happened? What results have you gotten from your engagement with the app? What have you converted from being someone you spoke to in a room to someone that is now a prospect? You know, what have you converted in terms of prospects turning into leads? You know, and be just really, really understand at this point, okay, I've put X number of hours in and I've got X out because from that point, it should be scalable, we are, where are we now? Kind of, um, I don't even know the date. I think it's like the 10th or the 11th of March I'm recording this. Um, I know I joined the app between Christmas and New Year. So I'm already looking at Clubhouse and, you know, I, I kind of did this two months to the day of me joining and said, right, what, what actual results have I gotten out versus the time I put in? Okay, it takes a bit of time to understand the platform. So I kind of wrote the first two weeks off. And then from there, I was very much working on build. I'd got my bio sorted at that point. I was then building my audience. I think I've got like 500 and odd followers now, which is, you know, it's not, it's not masses. Um, it's not, you know, it's not an embarrassingly low number, but it, it's not masses either. And I know the people that are following me are definitely my target market because I can see that. So actually, in the time I've spent on the app, this is the audience I've built up. These are the conversations I'm having with people because of it and the impact on my other social media channels, the impact on my email database. And actually, this is the impact in terms of my sales funnel as well. And from that, I know, OK, do I continue as I am? Is it worth my investment of time? Or do I need to cut that back? Do I want to add another hour on per week, perhaps, and measure it again in two months' time to see, you know, has that extra hour a week that I spend on there, has it scaled and given me more leads? It's really important you do that review and, you know, you're, you're really honest about that as well. Now, what I would say is that I spend time on Clubhouse from a business perspective and I also spend time on Clubhouse just to hang out, just to listen in. And, you know, there are some rooms that are, they're just a little bit of fun to be in because the conversation is entertaining and engaging. And it's my equivalent of reading a book or or listening to a podcast that I do just because I like the podcast. 
So make sure that you kind of define those differences as well and you use the platform in those ways. Don't just spend every minute on the platform from a business perspective. You know, all of these social media platforms, if you're into social media marketing, if if that's how you're promoting your brand, use them from a business perspective. And it's really, really easy to get caught out and find yourself in a place where you never actually use social media for social reasons. So like I said, just think about Clubhouse from that perspective as well and define your time accordingly. That's all I'm going to say on Clubhouse for the minute. I think I will probably end up doing another episode on this. As I'm recording this, you know, in the last few days, we've had announcements from Twitter that their their alternative to Clubhouse, Twitter Spaces, they've already launched the beta for Android devices and they've committed to a goal of having Twitter Spaces up and running for everybody by the end of April 2021. So we'll see what happens there. If you follow the the, the green umbrella marketing content, um, my marketing agency's content, you'll have heard me talking on there on some of the stuff that we do and saying that in terms of Clubhouse's success, I think it's a bit of a race to Android, could have a massive impact on the future of Clubhouse. So I do think that I'll be doing another episode on this topic further down the line. But for now, there's some initial thoughts. If you're looking at getting started on Clubhouse, I've already shared with you the steps I think you should take in those first couple of weeks of joining the platform. Um, I, for one, love it. I'm really enjoying it. I'm definitely getting results out of it. And I think it has a lot to offer. Um, I also think it's really early days. But, you know, if there's one thing we've learned over the years with social media platforms there is definitely something to be said for early adopter status and first mover advantage. So if you're on the, if you're on the fence about Clubhouse, do what you want to do. You're going to anyway, but I would just really, really encourage you to take a look at it, jump in there and see what value it can bring you.